0: Good morning, good friends, and grace and peace to you. I am Reverend Beverly Edwards, the associate pastor for pastoral care of this church, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to this service from wherever you are. This is Reverend Rebecca's sabbatical time, and so between me and Reverend Floyd, we will be doing the services for the next several weeks. And it is such a pleasure to be with you, no matter who you are or who you love or where you come from or what you believe. You are welcome here in the United Congregational Church of Little Compton. And now let us worship God.
1: Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Rick Floyd, and I am the guest worship leader today, while your pastor, Rebecca Floyd Marshall, who is also my daughter, is on sabbatical. I will be with you for eight of the next 12 Sundays, and I'm really looking forward to it. Today, I welcome you to join us for worship wherever you are and whoever you are. You are welcome to join us if your faith is really strong, or your faith is kind of weak, or your faith is somewhere in the middle, like most of us. No matter what you look like, or who you love, wherever you are on life's journey, you are welcome here at the United Congregational Church of Little Compton, Rhode Island. We're glad you're here. Let us worship God. God, you have called us to be your beloved children. You have called us to new life and you invite us to personal transformation. We know this isn't easy. It is hard to live in this world where other people are so separate from you. Help us to find the inner resources to stay in touch with you. In this Easter season, Help us to walk with your Son, Jesus, in the power of his resurrection. Let us find our source and strength in him, the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts
2: 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him Beloved we are God's children now what we will be has not yet been revealed what we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him, There is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous.
3: While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see that I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me and the law of Moses, the prophets, and the psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from jerusalem you are witnesses of these things
1: let us pray may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight o lord our rock and our redeemer amen it is so good to be with you once again Those three months in 2019 when I led you in worship were such a rich and full and happy time for me. I came to know and love many of you, so I was excited to accept when your deacons asked me to fill in during Rebecca's sabbatical. Sabbaticals are a wonderful thing. I had three during my long ministry and they were all enriching, graceful times for me and my family. And they were also good times for my congregation as the lay leadership carried on running things smoothly in the absence of the pastor. I believe sabbaticals are a win-win for both the pastor and the congregation, and congregations like yours that provide them are wise stewards of their ministry and their life together. On her sabbatical, Rebecca will rejuvenate and re-inspire herself for the next chapter in her ministry with you. And in the meantime, you will experience your church in a new way during this transition time. For we are in a transition time. We had not yet defeated this horrible pandemic, but there is hope on the horizon. You are not yet back in your beautiful sanctuary, but there is hope that you soon will be. So there is an unfinished quality to our life right now, and that is part of what I want to talk about this morning during this time of transition. The Easter season itself is a time of transition, In the days between Jesus' resurrection and his ascension, he appears here and there to the disciples, and it seems they often don't know what to make of it. So, likewise, in our own time of transition, we have been struggling to make sense of it all. Struggling with how to live during a year of pandemic that has upset, upset our lives, we have quite literally been dislocated, which is why we are not yet in our sanctuary and why I'm speaking to you remotely. My theme for today is all about transitions. We have unfinished business and we ourselves are unfinished Christians. In the first letter of John, which we just heard, the writer says, Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. What we will be has not yet been revealed. I like that. It speaks to the unfinished quality of our lives, but not in a scary way, for there is hope that we are in God's good hands. And so it gives us some security in the face of difficult transitions. It allows us to be open to God's new future rather than yearn fearfully for a remembered past. In John Wesley's hymn, Love Divine All Loves Excelling, he has a line that says, Finish then thy new creation. That is what we look forward to, a new creation, a transformation. We will not merely be going back to normal. We will be moving forward into something different, something new. It is an illusion to think that we are going to return to the way life was before, because there's no going back. The question now is, how will we live in the new? When I was with you two years ago, I shared with you that I had a catastrophic bicycle accident 21 years ago, in which I suffered a severe traumatic injury. I recall my neurologist advising me not to compare my new self with the person I was before. You're going to be living a different kind of life, a new way of life. It will be your new normal. That concept of new normal has been very important advice for me, and I've lived in my new normal now for quite some time. My life and my new normal are always changing, of course, because that's what life does. It seems to me that as we return to a new way of life after the pandemic, we have a great opportunity to discern what is good about our lives and should be retained, and what is broken about our lives and should be discarded. There's a Tracy Chapman song that has a line in it that goes like this, the whole world's broke. It ain't worth fixin'. It's time to start all over, make a new beginning. There's too much pain, too much suffering. Let's resolve to start all over, make a new beginning. The pandemic has exposed much of what is wrong in our country. We have seen ugly hatred that was hidden before. We have seen the wide disparity between the rich and the poor, the privileged, and the disinherited. We have seen disturbing political extremism, deep racial inequality and great divisions among us over how we should move into the future as a nation. So it is not only us who are unfinished, there is a whole lot of unfinished business to be done in our country and in our world. I once saw a bumper sticker that says, be patient, God isn't finished with me yet. I like that. The good news is that God is still working in us and through us to bring us closer to what God would have us be. No matter what our age, God isn't finished with us yet. God loves us just as we are, but loves us too much to let us stay that way. So how shall we move into God's new future? The second part of our text from 1 John is very reassuring to us. The writer says, What we will be has not yet been revealed, but we do know this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. What we know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. We will be like him. That's something to look forward to. To love as Jesus loves, to serve as Jesus serves, to have his compassion, his kindness, that would be something really wonderful, wouldn't it be? It will take a transformation, a new creation. One of the church fathers said, God came to be like us, that we might become like him. And to be like him is so we can face the future knowing that it is God's future. As Christians, we can be open to the new future, the new creation, both in us and in our world, So this time of transformation can also be a time of reassessment and your congregation can be an instrument of transformation as God works in you and through you. One of the interesting things in the Gospels is the way the risen Christ is portrayed. In his glorified body he appears to the disciples suddenly here, suddenly there, but he is neither an apparition or a ghost. The writers take great pains to portray him as very human. In our text for today from Luke, we see him on the beach. Jesus says to them, I'm hungry, do you have anything to eat? That fish looks good, I'd like a bite. How much more human can you be than looking for food to enjoy? My two-year-old grandson Gideon really loves his food, and he has what my kids call food FOMO. Do you know what FOMO means? It's the letters for fear of missing out. Anytime someone in our house is eating something, Gideon will toddle over and inquire, what is it, can I have some? I think of Jesus on the beach asking for a bite of fish as something like Gideon, the very human desire and appreciation for life in all its fullness. That's good news because Jesus, our Savior, doesn't just save us in some disembodied spiritual way. Jesus saves us in a fully embodied, fully human way. For Jesus didn't come to save our spirituality. He came to save us, every part of us, our souls and bodies, our sexuality, the way we use our money, the way we treat the poor, the way we order our society. John's Gospel says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and it is as embodied persons that God comes embodied in the man Jesus. <clears throat> as we contemplate our new future in this time of transition, let us remember that it is still Easter. Jesus is alive and shares our human life in all its fullness, and all its grandeur and ministry. He wants our life to be transformed as we move into God's new future. You have much to look forward to. Your pastor will return inspired to walk with you in the next chapter of your life together. You'll return to your beautiful, newly renovated and transformed meeting house. You will have some new staff members to help lead you into the future. You will see each other again in person, won't that be nice? And in all these things, you will have the presence of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit who abides with you always and goes before you into God's new future. Amen. us pray. Holy One, draw near to your people and hear our prayers. In this Eastertide, we give you thanks for all the ways you bring us to new life and to personal transformation as we walk the road of faith with your son Jesus, who was dead but is now alive. We thank you for every sign of new life that we see around us, We pray for your presence and power with us and among us as we face this time of transition because of the pandemic. Keep us faithful and not fearful as we face an unknown future, confident that it is your new future and that you go go before us and with us. Holy One, you are the healing we long for. And we ask that you bring your healing presence to all who suffer in mind, body, or spirit, and all those who care for them. Especially this day, O God, we pray for Thomas, Lisa and her family, Kate, Linda, Karen, Kay, Dennis, Miles, Lee, Archie, and Melinda. Holy One, you are our comfort and our peace. Draw near today to all who are grieving, in particular hold in your tender care, the family and friends of Lori Goodnow, the family and friends of Mary Lee. Gracious God, we pray for all who are in crisis, all who are suffering from trauma, fear, and loss. We pray especially today for all those who have been affected by gun violence. Enlarge our hearts to greater compassion and guide us and our leaders to work for equity and justice for those among us who are most vulnerable. Holy One, lead us from fear to faith, from death to life, from falsehood to truth. Lead us from despair to hope, from division to unity. Let peace fill our hearts, our world, and all of creation. We pray this in the strong name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad you were here. If you would like to support the ministries of this congregation, you can do so from our website. And now may the God who raised Jesus from the dead, renew and transform you by his Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you
4: Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast or leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Our virtual worship team is the Reverend Rebecca Floyd Marshall, Senior Minister, Lily Clark, Project Manager, Cam Clark, Video Production, Alex Floyd Marshall, Audio Engineer, and Charlie Thomas, Readings Coordinator. The horn and string music you hear is performed by the Thomas family. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsels, guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace. Thank you.